Thank you for tuning in to the Victory is Greater Than the Struggle, an ex-lesbian podcast with myself, your host, Jessica Newsom. So today I wanted to talk to you guys just about the judginess of Christians, but also the judginess that we have with each other as well. So before I really started walking the walk, I was talking the talk like many people do, right? We say we're Christian, but we're only Christian on Sunday for that hour and a half we're at church. But every other day outside of that, the way we talk, the way we speak, the way we live our life is anything except godly, okay? And so in that, I was still strong in my convictions as a Christian, meaning I would view the scripture the way I wanted to view them, the way I wanted it to fit my life, the way I wanted it to fit my life because it made me comfortable in saying that I was a Christian, but it justified uh, me living my life the way I wanted to, right? So we shaped, we twisted our belief systems, we twisted the Bible to fit our lifestyle so we could have both worlds, right? We could say we're Christian, but we don't have to change, right? And so when we encounter people who are all in, right, or people who just believe other than what we believe, we will go to bat for what we believe, straight up, right? We will go to bat, we will start throwing out scripture, not even in the right context. It is out of context, and and but but it sounds smart and it sounds good, and we're hoping that people around us don't know that we really don't know what we're talking about, but just hope that they vibe off of what we're saying, right? And we will go to bat for our convictions that are totally wrong biblically and spiritually, totally jacked up, right? If we look at the world, we see it all day long. There are Christians with so many different types of viewpoints on one topic. Not everybody can be right. And then so I come to Christ, right? And I am a baby in Christ and I'm actually going all in, right? So we take that step and we're like, yo, my life is jacked up. I need God to come in and fix this and change some stuff around. And so we become a babe in Christ. We become a newborn in Christ. And our theology is actually being shaped. We are taking in the teaching. We're getting that understanding basically getting that spiritual milk, right? We can't take the hard stuff. We can't take the deep stuff yet. We're getting the basics. We're getting that foundation together because we really want to learn and understand what is right according to the gospels, right? And according to the word of God. And so in that, we can get super judgy as Christians, right? I remember in the beginning, just having this thought process kind of like, Well, my eyes are open. It was just like, boom, my eyes all of a sudden was open to the truth. So if my eyes were open to the truth and you couldn't see what I see, what does that mean? That means your eyes are closed, right? And so I kind of had that thought process and I was going around just kind of letting people know, you know, um, "Mm, baby, your theology is totally wrong, you know, Um, and Making people sometimes, not even trying to, but sometimes we can make people feel less than when they come and and give their thoughts and input and we kind of like turn our nose up at them, you know? And many people uh, have been through that season. I pray that it was just a season and you aren't there, okay? But we can get to that place to where we're beginning to understand and know and our viewpoints are being shaped and everything and we think that we know better than everyone else around us then what happens right as time goes on as seasons change 
as we grow in Christ, we begin to kind of balance out. We begin to balance out. We begin to know that we don't know everything. We begin to understand that when someone else has a different viewpoint or understanding, whether it's wrong or we really aren't even sure if it's wrong, right? Or right, that we don't judge that person, but we can have a friendly conversation and just come to understand like, hmm, well, I don't know, maybe, not sure, you know? Um, and lift one another up in that. And so Romans 14 hits this so good because many of us as Christians, we have either looked down on people, right? Who don't believe the word of God or have this jacked up viewpoint of the word of God, thus making them feel unworthy to come to Christ, unworthy to be a Christian. So they just kind of stay away, right? Or we're the other person that just thinks that we know everything and we know nothing, nothing at all, right? And we're going off spouting the, uh, uh, a theology that is not God's theology, spouting uh, knowledge and wisdom that is really ours that we have learned on this earth and we've twisted to kind of fit our lifestyle, right? So Romans 14 verse one, it says this, welcome with open arms, fellow believers who don't see things the way you do and don't jump all over them every time they do or say something you don't agree with, even when it seems that they are strong on opinions, but weak in the faith department. Remember, they have their own history to deal with. Treat them gently. For instance, a person who has been around for a while might be well convinced that he can eat anything on the table, while another with a different background might assume he should only be a vegetarian and eat accordingly. But since both are guests at Christ's table, would it, um, wouldn't it be terribly rude if they fell to criticizing what the other ate or didn't eat? God, after all, invited them both to the table. Do you have any business crossing people off the guest list or interfering with God's welcome? If there are corrections to be made or manners to be learned, God can handle that without your help. That was verse one through four, the message version. And I absolutely love that. God will handle it all, right? It doesn't mean don't share, don't conversate with people, right? Because we're supposed to be witnesses, but don't jump into a territory that you don't fully know about. It's cool to have conversation, but don't judge someone else and, and, and tell them that they're doing life wrong when God may have convicted them to live a certain way, right? So, I've said this before, you know, God told me that I should not drink. That is not okay for me to do. But does the Bible say that drinking is sin? No, it's not. It says do not get drunk, right? So if I'm hanging around people and they all want to have a glass of wine, sometimes, right, they'll look at me and be like, oh, oh, sorry, we shouldn't be drinking, you know? And I'm like, no, the Bible doesn't say that. Are, are you convicted on having one glass of wine? You aren't getting sloshed out drunk, not at all, right? You're just having a glass of wine with friends, whatever the case is. And if you don't feel that conviction, then fine, you're good. But I feel that conviction. At the same time, I'm not gonna put my personal convictions 
on you. There's some people that are deep in the word. I'm talking about um, spending hours a day with God and just being in his presence and they are just holy. And you're just like, man, I want to get to that place, but I cannot, uh, focus for five minutes on God because my mind starts going all over the place. Right. And so for people like that, we're just like, let me just take it one step at a time. Let me give God just five minutes, right? Or just 10 minutes of me being focused on him in spite of, you know, all the craziness that's going on around you and the lack of focus. But sometimes the people who spend crazy amounts of time with God, they may make you feel bad and make you feel like you should be doing the same thing that they're doing, right? Now, it's awesome to be able to get to that place to where you're you're so deep in relationship with God, but that doesn't mean that we should judge someone else for where they are in their relationship with God. We shouldn't compare relationships with God and say, well, I need to be there, so let me try right now. It takes people um, um, time and takes people step by step. Everyone has different walks with God, right? God God wants us on, on, on the same overall agenda, right? To, to come to him and to grow in him and to deepen our faith in him most definitely. But we're all wired differently, right? Some people have short, um, um, attention spans. Other people have so much time on their hands. Other people have no time on their hands because they're married and they have kids and they're just trying to squeeze in, you know, 10 minutes with God, right? And so we should never judge one another based off of where we currently are. And let me tell you something. It is a dangerous place to start comparing yourself to other people because sometimes the season that we're in, let's just say it's difficult and it's dark and it's hard and you're just trying to stay above water, right? And there's people around you who are telling you, man, you just need to spend more time with God and pray it out because they're, they're in a season where they're coasting. They're, they're out of their valley, right? They're, they're on their way to the mountaintop, um, in a season in their life and they're doing good and they're just throwing all this stuff at you, just telling you how you just need to get over it and move forward. But God has you in this place where it's difficult and it's hard and, 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 and he's rubbing you, um, um, up against frictions of your life because he wants to uh, tear away, take away things that's not of him. So you're dealing with personal struggles. You are dealing with um, internal battles that's going on and you're just trying to stay above water. You're just trying to make it to the next day. You're just trying to to stick close to God and other people just seem to be floating and gliding along in their personal walk with God in the season that they're at right now. We should never compare ourselves to another person. We should never um, tell someone that they just need to get out of that funk. They just need to get over it. It's so easy because blah, blah, blah. Let me tell you something. If God was not in our life, if he totally took a step back out of our lives, we would be a mess mentally, emotionally, right? We would be a mess because the fact that God has his hand on certain people a certain way to where it just feels like, man, life is easy and life is good and God is great and everything is working together, right? For the good of those who love God and that's me and life is perfect, right? If God has his hand on someone, 
that way, that person needs to remind themselves that it is God who's giving them peace, that it is God who is giving them blessings, that it is God who is allowing their path to just be so just carefree and so um, stress-free and all that stuff. But the moment God removes himself from, from, um, from around us to where we're just walking alone, the game is flipped, right? So never, never try to force someone to apply some type of formula that you think works, right? To where you just think that, well, if you do this, you'll be where I am. God may have you in a certain place in your life where it's difficult and it's hard and it's frustrating and you may be there a while because God is doing something on the inside of you. He's aligning stuff up for your favor, right? For 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 your walk with him. He's lining stuff up so that you can be blessed, so that you can have certain things that you don't have. And it's not going to be easy. We can't just pray it away. You know, we can't just worship it away. There's some stuff that we have to praise. We have to praise God. We have to worship him even when we're frustrated, even when we're in the pit, even when we're struggling, right? So Romans 14, I absolutely love it. It reminds me of the different places that we're often at with God in our life. Um, And it really causes us to take a step back and love people exactly where they are, right? Even if they're sinning and they don't really see it as sin or they don't see it as a big deal. They don't see how much it could damage them. We don't need to beat them over the head with the Bible and remind them every 20 seconds that their life is just, you know, about to spiral out of control and they're going to hell in a handbasket. No, we have to do what God, what, what the Holy Spirit is leading us to do. And a lot of times it's maybe having that conversation in love, but maybe it's only once. And then the rest of that relationship Um, in that season is loving on that person and encouraging that person, right? There's some people who, who water, there's some people, right? And so, so when it comes down to the things of God, it's God who gives the increase in people's lives. It's God who changes us. We don't change each other. We don't. We water each other. We encourage each other. We uplift each other. But God is the one that does the changing in our lives. So be slow to speak. Be quick to listen. Do not judge people for where they are. Because prayerfully, we will all continue to grow into the things of God. And so, yes, um, I feel like I'm getting a cold as I'm speaking. So I'm going to go ahead and cut it here. I love you guys. Thank you for tuning in to The Victory is Greater Than the Struggle, an ex-lesbian podcast with myself, your host, Jessica Newsom. I hope that you guys love this. I hope that it edified you. Um, if you would like to give to this ministry, please, you can go to our website, www.loveatthecross.com, and you can click on donate, and you can give to uh, this ministry. It's all about being able to share the gospel, do these podcasts, have events, things like that. And um, I definitely, we definitely appreciate it. 
I love you guys. If you're checking me out on YouTube, please subscribe and share. If you're checking me out on podcasts, please rate and review. I'll see you guys next time. Love you.